Well, hey, hey, everybody. It's Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. Hello, hello. And welcome to our first episode of WTF, What the Friday. This is our quick, very, we hope, very brief episode that we will throw out every every once in a while on a Friday when we have come across a topic that has left us scratching our heads and saying, WTF, What the Friday. Yeah. What the Friday. The hmm. so girls, what's got us scratching our heads this week? Um, it's a little acronym called the PC. R test. <laughs> PCR. What has ha PCR testing has been what the gold standard through 2020 and 21 for testing, right? Was given, uh, was covered under the um, Emergency Use Authorization Act. I think so. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So if you got a PCR test, if you went and got tested for COVID, they would say, we're going to do the PCR test. I remember having that. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do the PCR test. PCR testing. What came out about the PCR test this week? Oh, <laughs> craziness. But first, we got to take you back, right? Well, yes. Okay. So, well, let's talk about, we okay. can talk about that maybe and then pull this up. Okay. So I guess what recently just came about that has us doing The reason is the what the, the Friday. Yeah, the what the Friday moment. Is that just this week or, you know, well, I guess I don't know what Friday we're putting this out. Yeah. <laughs> it's Friday. So it's coming out like July 30th, I guess, right? Okay. So this week, earlier this week, um, the CDC decides to pull the PCR test um, because they can't differ differentiate between COVID and the flu is kind of the gist of what we're looking at here, mm -hmm. what we're reading. And of course, this is all, we're still learning mm -hmm. and that's why this is WTF, but the test that has been diagnosing for the Everybody. past year and a half, all of these COVID cases, all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, these don't really work. We, we think that they've been um, commingling, mixing up COVID and flu diagnosis. Okay. And that is important because why, Amy, what, what did we, no. what, did, what weird phenomenon happened over time? Right. <laughs> so did anybody think it was just kind of strange that the flu went away completely? And, like, and there's completely. a lot of people they're like, well, it's because we have masks and social distancing, but I'm like, but we still had COVID. Yeah, I mean, we still got COVID, but we just didn't get the flu. What's the estimated and, percentage of masked people that still got COVID? What was it? According to the CDC back when, I don't remember when we saw this, but it was at least 70% um, yeah. of people who got COVID said that they always or always wore a mask or most of the time wore a mask. So if you're telling me that there's no flu because of, mask. of masks and social distancing, but yet we're still getting COVID. I and think yet, the I mean, million dollar question, that's the million dollar question is how did flu disappear? I think a lot of people have had that question. Where did the flu go? Well, now we're finding out that this test was, it was all the same in the testing. They couldn't differentiate. Did everybody hear that? Now this is evolving. So by the time this airs in four days, we're recording this on a Monday. It might be, we know something different. If, if we know something different, we'll pull that so we won't ever release it. Here's what we <laughs> want to understand. So they think that flu kind of went away because of mass and social distancing, but people who were testing positive for COVID were indicating they were mostly masking and social distancing. And so if COVID can crawl through a mask, and so in, in cross social distancing, why can't the flu? Right. Yeah. Need, that's, that's, that's one, that's one thing we need explained. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then there was something else interesting that Dr. Fauci himself 
So the thing about, I did not know anything about PCR test until COVID. And this is kind of one of the little um, light bulb moments I had. And what kind of made me start doing a little bit of research too, is that apparently there is a cycle threshold. When you send it, it spins the, the virus. And look, I'm probably not going to explain it right because I don't do this. <laughs> but from all that I've read, there's a cycle threshold. So okay? they put the little Q-tip that went up to your brain. <laughs> In a, they spin your snot. They spin your snot. They take it and they put it in this machine. It's the snot spinner. And it's a, a snot spinner. PCR test. Snot I like spinner. that way better. That sounds way cooler. <laughs> okay. So, um, but it matters. Okay. It's not a just a yes or no, positive or negative. It really needs to be, there really needs to be, uh, you know, the quantitative, quantitative, like you need to know what was the cycle threshold because that they said it's inversely proportional to the viral load. Okay. And I'll read that later, but here is Fauci himself. And this was on, this says microbe TV, but I think it was like a virus virology podcast. Um, I've got that link somewhere and we'll post it, but I just wanted to play this little excerpt of Fauci talking about the cycle threshold. Uh, a cutoff of viral loads determined by PCR to say this patient is no longer infectious, can go home, can go to a nursing facility, because right now the, the physicians are really having a hard time with that. Right. Again, a good question. And what is now sort of uh, evolving into a bit of a standard that if you get a cycle threshold of 35 or more, that the chances of it being application competent or minuscule mm. so that if somebody and you know we do we have patients and it's very frustrating for the patients as well as for the physicians somebody comes in and they repeat their pcr and it's like seven cycle threshold but you never if you almost never can culture virus yeah. from a 37 threshold cycle so the, i think if somebody does come in with 37 38 even 36 you got to say, you know, it's just it's just dead nucleotides, period. Okay, so dead nucleotides. So let me read this to you. This was in an article, and I posted this, y'all, um, in on January, like January 20th, somewhere around there, okay? But this, I had already been looking at this stuff for months, and there was an article that said, in August of last year, the New York Times published an article stating that as many as 90% of COVID-19 tests in three states were not indicative of active illness. In other words, they were picking up viral debris incapable of causing infection or being transmitted because the cycle threshold of the PCR testing amplified the sample too many times. So basically, now, can I just interject mm -hmm. really quick for, for the um, common folk out there <laughs> like me? So basically the way that I hear that is we, our immune system saves, I guess, We've, we've been exposed to coronaviruses our whole lives. All the cold, common colds, all the times you had flu, all the times you've been sick in your life, you have dead nucleotides in your immune system, right? Is that, and so, yeah, I mean, like, I know that there are, I actually just did something. I did a, some of my nursing ed, continuing ed uh, hours, and there were six coronaviruses prior to COVID, if I'm remembering that correctly. Okay. I don't want my notes with me, but yes. Yeah, so basically it could be when they spin it down, it really could spin it down to anything, uh, you know, like, right. So the less times you spin it, then if, if you see, it's going to be more sensitive, it's more sensitive. So it's like, that's an active infection. That's, that's really happening right now. 
But if you keep spinning it and keep spinning it and keep spinning it and keep spinning it until you get a positive, then the chances of that being something that's actively like um, contagious, it could be just something from a long time ago that's in your body. It's like just just trying to get something. And even but, if you had had it and already, yeah, if you have already had it and it's just still in there, but you're it, you're fine. It said that the labs in the United States were using a cycle threshold of 37 to 40, and I've even seen 45. Epidemiologists interviewed at the time said that a cycle threshold of around 30 was probably more appropriate. This means that the CDC's COVID-19 test standards for the PCR test would pick up an excessive number of false positives. The Times reported, the report noted that the CDC's own data suggested the PCR did not detect live viruses over a cycle threshold of 33. And I do know that a lot of labs, a lot of places weren't getting, they, they didn't care if it was what the cycle threshold were, they, they weren't asking. But my friend who was a nurse in Florida, she said in Florida, they had been getting the cycle threshold with every single, every PCR test, or at least at her hospital. Um, so I can't, I guess she can't speak for all of Florida, but it, I don't know if it's a statewide thing or what, yeah. but maybe they were supposed to the standards and stuff. So really okay. it's important to know the cycle threshold of your test. It's very it important. It would have been important. Now they pulled it. So, okay. Right. So now that, okay. So now they've pulled it. So the way we have historically been operating and detecting the virus, we are now saying it's no longer approved under an emergency use authorization act because we know it's not accurate. Yet we are quoting, we are quoting diagnoses and stats based on what we now know to be a faulty testing. In addition to the deaths that we have reported from COVID have also been acknowledged that if you died with COVID, you were not necessarily from COVID. You were included in that number. So friends, here's what we're telling you. We don't have all the answers. We got a hell of a lot of questions around why in the world we are still quoting data. We are still quoting facts and information when we know it is not accurately reflecting what's actually going on. Have people gotten COVID? 100% yes. Have people died from COVID? 100% yes. But those numbers have been inflated and we know it. It's been proven and that is without question. cannot deny it. And, 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 you know, we went this whole past year um, being scared of each other even as asymptomatic individuals because, and wearing masks and all this stuff um, because so many asymptomatic people were testing positive for coronavirus. But was it really COVID-19 or was it some old dead nucleotide because they ran the test too much? Or was it the flu? This or is what we want to know. Because if, my- <laughs> if you, if you, I guess I'm so confused. Like, yeah, well, listen to this y'all, even it said on September 28th, a study published in the Journal of Clinical Infectious Diseases had asserted, based on patient labs and clinical data involving nearly 4,000 patients, that a cycle threshold of 30 was appropriate for making public policy. An update to the CDC instructions for PCR testing from December 1st still uses a cycle threshold of 40. 40. Mm, okay. That's more than 30. So, yeah. No, you are so smart. 40 is more than 30. <laughs> and you also get. I wanted to over, I wanted there's to stay numbers, obvious. Because everyone hears the absurdity of what she just told you. What are we doing? What the Friday? What the Friday? So mm-hmm. have we spent this whole, and like you said, like we are not saying COVID's not real. We're not saying people haven't died from COVID, but we have masked ourselves. We have socially distanced. We have been health, healthy people have been have been masked and forced to do this. And 
was it the right decision now that we know this? Was that, was that the right decision when 70% of people who wore masks got COVID anyway? Right. I mean, uh, it's just so... Well, and also the fact that people are still scared. We are telling you this right now because so many out there are still scared and of, of asymptomatic people, even with vaccinations. And, and, and the fact that this whole cycle threshold thing, it, it just burns me up. And the fact that we knew and they knew and oh, I should tell the red flag, the, the numbers, 20th. oh my gosh, uh, what happened on January 20th. Well, and I will say that just when I posted this, that the WHO actually updated their COVID-19 testing policy one hour after Biden's inauguration. <laughs> okay. I just, I won't. Yeah. So, okay. We can call this a coincidence. I'm not. Um, or, or we can say, headline. Right, this is that strange? Oh, I uh, thought the timing was, especially since Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago at the same time started trying to roll back what they were doing in Chicago regarding COVID. And the timing, it became real suspicious to me about mm -hmm. the timing of as soon as that inauguration, as soon as it was official, that Biden was our president, then it, then we started um, all of a sudden, the the people who I would have said did more of the alarmist behavior simply were starting to pull back a little bit to like, well, we got to open up, we got to open up. And I was like, well, that's weird. So it was one hour after Biden was inaugurated that the WHO changed their stance. On the, on the threshold number, right? So, so that the positive, they knew, they knew, positive be less. They knew that we were showing more. I knew these kids... Listen, and maybe kids are just more resilient, but I know when they were testing the football team here at NC State, and mm -hmm. I knew people who were giving positive tests that not one day showed one single symptom of COVID. Same. And they were putting these kids on lockdown and taking them out of practice and sitting them at home inside, which was the worst thing you could have done. And it's just, you know, it becomes, this is, listen, and we all understand stuff was evolving. We didn't have all the answers. We don't know all the things, but when you know better, you should do better. And it sounds like we are starting to know better, right girls? Right. I hope so. Well, and, and if this just doesn't make this. you think, just think a mm -hmm. little bit or question a little bit. Yeah. And just realize that like, just because you followed CDC, if, if CDC See, is your so many people standard, are, yeah, every, if that is your standard, <laughs> do you not see now that they can completely change their stance and then, then what? So then all mm -hmm. that time you trusted what they said and didn't look anywhere else. Like, how does that make, how does, how do you? Well, right. if you're betting on them for the science and they're saying, follow the science and the science obviously is going to evolve and it's going to come out. We can, we can understand that. But um, I think that it's gotten to the point now where if you don't have some trust issues around this time, <laughs> you ain't paying attention. Hey, I trust that's you my not have a pulse. <laughs> I just don't, I, you know, and again, it is what it is. We're here to, to just challenge you to think, not tell you what to think. We hope that if you have any information that you think might be helpful in helping us understand this, of course, we always say diversity of thought is welcome. Ass hats or not. But yes, if you have a way to explain this, um, write us and we'll put you in this, in our story. Yes. Because I think that'll help, you know, people make understand. it make sense. Yeah. Make yeah. It make sense. Please. Right. We love y'all's feedback. Please. Absolutely. Please do. All right. We'll see you next week. Um, but uh, tune in for our regularly scheduled episodes next Monday. But for now, happy Friday and uh, send us a great weekend. <laughs> Bye, you guys. <laughs>